Now, I've got one of one of the more prestigious players in the competition. She's really elevated her herself status-wise in the last couple of years. Um, from the Western Bulldogs, Kirsty Lamb, Premiership player. Kirsty, how are you? Thanks for having me. I'm going well yourself. Oh, I'm very excited to have you on now. Obviously, you've been a part of the women's competition since day one. You, you went to the Bulldogs in uh, the 2016 drafts, and you've played a key role in that team every season since then. Where did footy start for you? You know, I know you, you transitioned to footy from professional cricket, um, but where did footy really start for you? Oh, it started like most kids, I guess, um, growing up in the in the backyard and um, went down to the local footy club in, in Yarrambat in the northern suburbs of Melbourne and, um, yeah, grew up the first little part of my life playing boys cricket, uh, boys cricket, boys football, um, until I got sort of kicked out at the age of that 12, 13 sort of age and, um, yeah, then went down a women's footy league, which I then played in for a few years. Okay, and as we did mention, you've obviously got a few years of professional cricket under your belt. You played for Victoria, for the Renegades, um, I believe for Staffordshire as well. How do you look back on your stint of you know, professional cricket along those, uh, those handful of years? And is there any moment you ever wish you sort of stuck by it? And what, what really drove the decision? You know, What was that decision-making process like to go from cricket to footy? Um, yeah, I think I had a few moments throughout sort of my teens um, years where I, you know, had my love and passion for football, but there wasn't a, a career path in football and I was a, an average cricketer um, to say the best. But um, yeah, I sort of had a, had a little stint in the cricket career and, um, you know, I was on a list for a, a few years there, but just never managed to string, a, string some consecutive games along. So um, I was sort of at the crossroads of my cricket career and um, footy just happened to be a blessing in disguise at the time that it, it came in. And, um, yeah, in the year that there was the first draft, I sort of had a decision to make whether I tried to pursue my cricket career or um, try and start a, a footy career, I guess. And, um, yeah, I was very lucky for a couple of years there where I was able to sort of do both of them at, at once. Um, and, yeah, I guess my love in the end took over with, with football. And, um, yeah, now very, very happy that I'm just stuck Sticking or sticking to football and, and um, yeah, no longer playing cricket anymore. I'm sure a lot of Bulldogs fans are very happy as well, given your recent performances. But before we do look at your recent performances, we'll have a look way back at, you know, season one, what, five or six years ago now. Um, you look back on that first season, especially with the knowledge of how much the game has improved since then. What was that first season like in terms of, uh, I guess, the professionalism, the quality, the funding, the facilities that were that were all provided for the girls? What was season one like? Yeah, I think anyone who starts their first um, year is, is unsure what to expect. Um, you know, it's the first time for a lot of people in, in running a program, so everybody's learning at the same time. So, you know, I guess we were just very grateful that, um, you know, the the timing of which they wanted to, to start AFLW got brought forward, which meant that, you know, a few of us could start our careers a, a couple of years earlier. So, you know, very fortunate for those decisions. And, um, you know, I guess every year clubs and, and players learn a little bit more about the professionalism, um, the time that it takes to be a, an athlete. And, um, you know, everyone's still sort of learning their craft, I guess, um, from, you know, the top of head of football all the way down to, you know, your physios, the SNCs, they're all still you know, learning how to be a part of a professional environment, um, particularly in those first couple of years. But now we're six, six years in, um, you know, it just seems common knowledge now of what the expectations are of everybody and, and how um, to run a professional program. So, yeah, it's come a long way in, in, in six years and um, hopefully in the near future we'll um, become full-time athletes. 
Yeah, now the game is obviously ever improving, but I'm sure one of your favourite seasons would have been your second season. Um, you know, being a part of a premiership winning Bulldogs side, a, a one goal win over Brizzy, you got 12 disposals and eight tackles to your name. Talk us through that game and, you know, just how big the celebrations were after. Yeah, it's a bit of a surreal feeling. I think, you know, growing up as a, as a kid, you see men's football on TV and you think, you know, geez, it would be nice to have a platform like that and, and win a, a flag. So, you know, very grateful for for that experience in, in the second year. And, um, yeah, to win the, the premiership was an unbelievable experience. Uh, um, that day sort of lives on in everyone's memories. It kind of feels like it was yesterday. It was pouring down rain. We're absolutely soaked by um, by just doing the warm-up. Uh, and so, yeah, it meant that it was wet weather footy, which, which I don't mind. I love wet weather football. And, um, yeah, I mean, the celebrations afterwards, it was um, a big couple of days uh, celebrating with friends and family and, and the club. But, um, you know, I'd love to have sort of that experience again um, at some stage in my career. Okay, now, obviously, your, your first four or so seasons were all very good. You played at a very top level. You were very consistent and one of the best players in the Bulldogs side. But you look at last year, there, there was some sort of switch made. You became one of the best players, not only at the club, but in the league, I guess. You were averaging 18 disposals and six tackles a game, which was a bit of an improvement from the seasons prior. Did, did you feel at all that your footy had really elevated to another level last year? And if you did, what do you attribute those changes in performance to? Uh, I think just probably getting a little bit older, a bit more mature. Um, you know, you come into the game quite young and you're still trying to find your feet and, and understand the competition and, um, you know, the standard that it is. And obviously the standard keeps getting better and better each year. So naturally, um, you've got to in- improve your own standards um, and expectations of, of yourself so that you can kind of compete with, with the best. So, um, yeah, I think for me, I just kind of put some, some big expectations on myself to be, I guess, a key player or a, a leader within our club, given um, how young our group is. And um, I don't know, I, I kind of don't mind that, that ownership or that leadership. Um, it's something that I've sort of grown into. I sort of never walked into this competition thinking that I was a leader, but it's something that I've become... Um, bit more common with I guess or I've got a, um, a bit of better grasp of, of how to lead a young group and um, I think for me it's more just a mindset thing of um, you know it's my, it's my job to be a footballer it's my job to be an inside midfielder and um, you know to, to lay tackles win clearances and you know give our forwards the best chance so you know all of those things that come along with, with being a footballer um, I like having a bit of pressure on my shoulders and um, trying to sort of live up to that expectation so you know, I'm just really sort of enjoying my football at the moment. Um, as I said, I'm getting a little bit older now, so I'm sort of thinking, you know, I'm not sure how many more years I'll have left in the in the game. So I've got to make sure that I'm living every moment and um, really enjoying it. Oh, you you do say, obviously, getting a little bit older, you're, you're aging like a fine wine. You're getting better and better upon every season, especially this season. It's been a, a huge improvement personally for you again. But uh, in terms of a team, it's been a very up-and-down year for the girls. You know, you started way behind with barely enough fit players to, to take to the field. And then, you know, a big push for top six, which took a real heavy blow last week with that loss to Collingwood. What has this year been like for, from your perspective for the club and what's the general chat regarding finals with two games to go? Obviously, it's not entirely out of the equation, but it's not so much in your hands as it was before. Yeah, I think we've obviously now put ourselves in a position where we um, you know, we have to win the next couple of games and we're now relying on, on other teams or other results from other games, which is never sort of the position that you, you want to put yourself in. But um, you know, I think given the year that we've had um, to be thrown a fixture that has seven games in 30 days 
uh, is pretty insane and incredible effort um, by the girls and our, our staff as well. Um, so, you know, we're sort of, we're, we're quite fatigued and exhausted at the moment. Um, just given what we've come off, you, you play a game, you have two weeks of COVID in isolation and then um, to come out and play seven games. So it's been a, a tough season for us. Um, obviously, we wanted to, to play finals and there still is that hope. You know, there's a lot of hope and belief amongst our group that we have shown glimpses throughout the year that we've got the got what it takes to compete with the best. Um, you know, we competed well against Frio. We scraped over the line against Adelaide. So we've got what it takes to... Um, yeah, be, be up there with the best teams. Um, it just doesn't help having four or five day breaks consecutively and, and not sort of allowing our, our bodies to recover and give ourselves the best chance of competing week in, week out. Um, but in saying that, you know, it created opportunities for us to, you know, try something different. And I'd like to say the girls have done a phenomenal job in um, continuing to back up week in, week out. So, you know, we've, there's still plenty of hope at, at our team and in our group. And, um, you know, we'll head to, Perth later today and um, hopefully come back with, with a big win. Yep. Now, obviously, touching on that game, it, it gets a bit easy for you in terms of rest. You get about six games between the last game and tomorrow night's affair with West Coast, but it's still, you know, for you guys, quite a very late game. I think it's probably about 9.30 uh, Victorian time. It's about 6.30 here in WA. It's a massive ground as well, massive games for the girls' finals chances. What's the feeling like having to fly out for this game? You know, you never want to sort of say that on paper a game's easy, but West Coast should be, you know, an easier game compared to, to last week and some previous weeks, and it's a game you, you'd really be hoping for a win. What are you looking at with this game here? Yeah, I think we've got, obviously, like a couple of hurdles with, with this game. We've obviously got the flight over, which um, still in women's football is something that we're, we're sort of getting used to because we don't do a lot of it and we don't have enough games where we get some continuity in it and, as you mentioned, um, yeah, trying to pull on the boots at 9.40 and finishing just before midnight is something that we've never had to do before. So, um, again, another challenge that's been thrown at us um, and the girls will, you know, take every punch that gets thrown at us at the moment and, and continue to get back up. So, um, yeah, we, we just want to sort of head over with a really positive attitude, I think, um, you know, for coming into the back end of the season. It's, it's more about us. Um, you know, obviously, we will always respect our opponent regardless of where they are on the ladder or wins and losses, etc. But, you know, we're coming over with a real focus about us and how we want to play our style of football and how we want to want to move the ball and what a great opportunity it is to play at Optus Stadium. Um, never never played there before, so yeah, pretty keen to have a run around. I do hear it is a very big ground, so hopefully we can see some pretty um, free flowing football and plenty of goal scored. Okay, and just finally, looking back on, I guess, the year as a whole, the, the, the length of the sacrifices that have had to be made with COVID, it's obviously been you know, one of those seasons where it hasn't been mandatory for you girls to avoid COVID, but you're sort of putting that pressure on yourself because you don't want to put yourself and the team at risk. What, what lengths have you had to go to, if any really, to, to try and avoid COVID to stay available for every game? Yeah, I mean, there hasn't been anything sort of mandatory really put on us. Um, I think it's just more common sense than, than anything. So, you know, throughout um, the early parts of the season, given I've had COVID and, and now um, boosted, it, you can kind of be a little bit more relaxed about it. But, um, yeah, I was, you know, ordering groceries online. Like, I refused to go. I don't think I went into a shopping centre for months um, just with trying to avoid as much risk as possible. I haven't been working. I've been working from home for the entire football season and have barely been into the office um, just because, you know, they're indoors and they're a high-risk sort of area versus, you know, um, staying at home. And 
um, you know, haven't haven't been out social. I haven't been with too many dinners or breakfasts or anything like that with people, um, just because again, the the setting and the risk that sort of comes with those. So yeah, I'm definitely kind of looking forward to um, you know, once the season finishes, whenever that may be, to um, you know, get back to a bit of a social life and, and going out for dinner with friends and family, which is something that um, yeah, unfortunately, personally, I tried to avoid as much as possible. Um, while the footy season uh, has been going. And, um, yeah, just you worry that if you do end up getting COVID, as we did, you, you could potentially miss games of football. or um, And, you know, we only have 10 games, so the last thing you want to do is be missing um, any football due to COVID. So, yeah, you just kind of got to gotta do what you've got to do. And, um, you know, the reality is that we're asking, to, or asking ourselves and our, our players to you know, be mindful and be careful for a 10 to 13 week period. So it's not like you're giving up um, an entire year for it. Um, so, yeah, it's a small sacrifice to be able to, to play football. All right. Well, Kirsty, it's been absolutely great to have you on. I, I wish you and the girls the best of luck for, for the rest of this season and for the rest of the seasons to come as well, I guess. And hopefully when uh, the season does end, you can go out and enjoy your day-to-day life again. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on.